Thanks. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to meeting six of the Policy Process and Revenue Committee, um, Monday, the 26th of October. Right. Um, Joe, is there anything that we need to say to the members of the public that are attending? I don't think so. We've got requests from the public to make representation. Okay. And um, they all know that they're limited to the amount of time they can have to speak. They are. I'm just yeah. admitting further members of the public into the meeting. Okay. I'll just hold on a second then while Joe does that. Thank you. Okay. Um, do we have apologies for absence? We've got apologies for, from Councillor Poulton and Councillor Lord Pennington. Uh, I think um, Donna tells me she's sent apologies too because she's working tonight. Indeed. Thank you. <clears throat> okay. Um, uh, Phil, you wanted to speak? Just a clicky. Is... is uh... Councillor Ashton on this committee as well. I thought she was. She is, as far um, as I know. We've not re received an apology, though. No, so if you just... Um, okay. uh, maybe she's struggling to get in, but if she doesn't Possibly. turn up, Joe, if you could record her as absent without apology. Um, can I just check, um, Councillor Bernie Wade, are you just here to observe or are you a member of the committee now? I'm just here to observe, Judith. Lovely, thank you. Um, can we move on then to declarations of interest? Any councillors? Ryan? Yeah, item 147, Chair. Okay. Um, Lucy, did were you? Oh, yeah, I was just saying, if you are covering anything about allotments in the Chair's report, an allotment holder, but I don't know if it's right. Okay, thank you. Um, moving on then to requests for the public to speak. Um, Joe, do you have a, an order for speaking? I do. Uh, let me just admit another member in here, another member of the public. Um, I had a request to speak from Sarah Burton, who doesn't seem to be here. Yes. Oh, I am. Here is with us, yes. I am here. Okay, do you want to start then, Sarah? Hi, yeah, thank you. Uh, you mentioned, Judith, earlier a, a, a time period that we have. How, how long is that? Um, is it three minutes, Joe, per person? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Anyway, so one, thank you for having me. Um, two, I haven't attended one of these or any council meetings before. So um, if I do or say anything wrong or inappropriate, then please let me know, won't you? Um, the, the reason I wanted to uh, join you tonight was to do with item 146, the land sale of Manny Road Cops and Marshlands. Now, I can see that it is an agenda item later, and it may be that a lot of the questions that I've got will be covered off in that agenda item. Um, but I just wanted to sort of get, if possible, a broader and fuller understanding of the thinking behind the proposed sale of those two green areas um, and, and also what that funding would actually be 
potentially doing for Frodsham, if you see what I mean. So uh, I can see there's a proposal, but I haven't, there's nothing I can see which kind of really draws out what the actual thinking behind it is and what the benefits and um, so on are thought to be. Um, but I do have, and this probably isn't the right place to say, I certainly have some objections on that regarding uh, the environment and traffic, et cetera, et cetera. So um, that's what I wanted to say to you now. As I said, I'm hoping that a lot of the more information will perhaps come out of item 146. Okay, thanks, Sarah. Um, who's next, please, Joe? Um, I don't actually have anybody else who's going to speak just now. Okay, I uh, see so we've got um, Yeah, okay, Vivian, off you go. Okay, uh, right. Uh, thank you, Sarah, because that's just exactly the same area that I want to talk about, which is um, the sale of Manly Road and the sale of marshlands. Uh, obviously, I live near Manly Road, Cops, to know it well, and I know that originally it was owned by the Frodham Recreational Grounds Charity. So I have a question of to be answered probably later is does that charity still exist? So I'd like to be that's noted as a question. Uh, obviously it was happily sitting there and then it had a big catastrophe and the trees fell down, the trees had to be taken down. I know that was very expensive. And then it was left and so it became a bit of a tatty area. Um, the weeds grew, they grew onto the pavement. Um, there was a problem with fences around it because there was damage being done to fences because it hadn't been properly maintained. The gate disappeared, the gatepost disappeared. And there was a kind of general feeling that the, it was being left so that when the, the request came for it to be sold, people would think, well, that's a good idea because it's a bit of an eyesore. So the neighbours got together and the WI got together and said that we would sort of look at the and we got some money uh, with the permission of uh, Town Council and uh, we've tried to look after it. So yes, there has been work done on it by the neighbours and people to look after the trees. You can't just plant them and then expect them to survive without being looked after. Um, one of the things that uh, was, has come up from people's questioning and discussion about it is that it's not really a recreational area, as if a recreational area has to have um, play equipment. Well, I don't really think a recreational area is something where people can go and relax and uh, perhaps it's more for older people who want to have somewhere quiet to sit and reflect on it and before the trees came down it was a lovely nature area because there were owls in there and bats in there and woodpeckers in there and they've kind of all been dispersed and we've lost them from the area which is very sad. Mm. Yeah. Um, if it's sold for housing um, it is a very difficult road at the moment uh, with the number of houses that there are on there so I think that would be a concern about the road it's been highlighted by Cheshire County Council as being a particularly difficult road um, also you have to question why it was never built on the 1930s when the other houses were built and it might be because it's got caves underneath it so it's not quite as straightforward a piece of land as perhaps some of the other building plots are around uh, I don't know whether I'd want to build a house on something that had caves underneath it um, it seems sadly really that we're talking about, as Sarah said, selling one piece of land to support another piece of land. Um, it seems a shame that we have to look after this. So I think that's something that people would be a little bit concerned about. There are lots of things I think we could think about it. You know, the idea of it being a pocket park, which came up in the report 40 years ago, you know, a quiet area for mental well-being, perhaps having a friends of Manly Cops, like there's a friends of Hobhay Wood, uh, to encourage more wildlife, 
So finally, I think I'm just saying, please don't be a council just wants to get rid of its responsibilities by selling off the land, but, but by hanging on to your assets for future generations. So I've got the questions really, which is, does the fraudulent recreation ground still exist? What, as Sarah said, what do you want the what do you want the money to be spent on? What would it be actually be spent on? And do we feel that selling assets is the only way to balance the books? Or do you not want to have the cost of, of being responsible for Manly Cops? And that's a kind of different thing because could it be passed on to somebody else to maintain? Okay, thank you very much. It's a bit tricky when you start at the beginning, as Sarah said, because you don't know what's coming up later. You don't know what else is going to be discussed. Anyway, thank you. That's all my little input. Thank you. Do we have any other members of the public that want to speak? Uh, okay, uh, Fiona. Just to say that the um, you'll be aware that the Hillfort Sandstone Ridge Trust are very interested in all caves. And this cave that um, is underneath Manly Road Cops is a new one to them, which hasn't been included in their definitive work. So it's something that they're going to look at. They have no knowledge of it at this moment in time. But it may be that research shows that that is quite a significant find and will contribute towards the understanding geologically of the area. Fiona, there was a little bit of interference at the start of that. So can you tell me that you gave the name of an organisation, maybe? The um, Sandstone Ridge Trust. Oh. They had um, a project um, five or so years ago and, oh, right. and wrote about a definitive book about the um, sandstone of the area. There's been lots of boards put up and everything. But this cave is not on their radar. It's a very new discovery. Right, okay. Thanks for that. See it yet. Do we have any other members of the public that want to speak? No. Okay, well, thanks for that. Um, just for the, the record, Councillor Caroline Ashton has joined us now. Right, so moving on to agenda item 141, minutes of the meeting held on the 24th of August to agree and sign the minutes as a true record. Is everybody happy with those minutes? Uh, can we have a proposer and a seconder? Um, Ryan? Proposing, Phil second him. Yeah, whatever. Okay, and we're all happy with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Agenda item 142, uh, just to note that at the last full council meeting, we adopted new terms of reference uh, for all of the committees. These were basically just to bring the terms of reference into line for each committee. So it's, we've more or less got a template. So that's just to note. Um, 143 finance reports, over to you, Joe. Hello, just to note that the um, finance reports have been submitted. I asked for any queries and I've not received any. Yeah, no, they all looked fine to me, Joe. So yep. everybody's happy with that? Yeah. Yeah, I went through them quite thoroughly before. I do know, however, we seem to have quite a lot of money because we've not done anything on uh, events that we yeah. 
be able to move around later on in the year when we come to precept, etc. Okay. Um, uh, next item, one four four. Basically, just to note that each of our committees need to start thinking about their budget bids for next year. Um, each of the committees have got we've noted there when they need to decide by the the last line of this paragraph on the agenda doesn't include the date of the next PPR mm. meeting, but it looks like it's on the 21st of December. So that needs to be on our agenda for that meeting. And we all need to start thinking about is, uh, you know, do we need to tweak the budget that we've had this year for next year? And if there's anything new that we need to add. Um, right, moving on to 145. Now this, as obviously as Councillor um, Colton isn't with us tonight, I'm afraid he's very, very poorly and is not able to attend the meeting. Oh dear. So he's suggested that this is deferred until full council. Uh, I hope you'll all be happy with that. Well, not happy, Mally's not you, well. Sorry, um, sorry, I'm just saying not happy, Mally's not very well. So. Yeah, okay. The, the public um, speaking section of the meeting is closed now, so I'm afraid no members of the public are allowed to speak from here on in. Um, so that I say that will be on on the the next uh, full council agenda. Moving on to one four six. Now again, unfortunately, we don't have um, Mally or Frank with us tonight, um, so we're not going to be making any decisions on this tonight. Uh, really, this was at the starting point. But I just wanted to say a few words. I've talked to Mally today. Um, this originally came up when we were starting to talk about the development of the Ship Street play area. Councillor Dawson. Look at selling off some of our land assets to fund um, what his vision of what the Ship Street play area would become, which was involved building, you know, fairly extensive uh, community hub offices and play area. Uh, he particularly mentioned Manly Road Cops. The other piece of land that we have that is not well used by anybody is Marshlands. Um, now, just a little bit of history on Manly Road Cops. It was in a trust, the, this recreation grounds trust that Mrs Shaw mentioned. That trust started with four pieces of land in it. It now only has one piece of land, if you can call it land, Cromere Lake. Um, the certainly Manly Road Cops and the Marl Pits were transferred out of the trust to Frodham Town Council some years ago. And uh, I think it, it was recognized then. And this was basically on the recommendation of the Charity Commission because Manly Road Cops could not meet their definition of a recreation ground. It wasn't suitable for a play area. So, um, and when the council or the trustees asked if it could be turned into a, the, the sort of thing it is now, just a nice quiet area for people to go and uh, rest and reflect. We couldn't do that while it was still part of the trust. So their recommendation was, and it did happen that Manly Road Cops was transferred to Frodham Town Council. So it's not protected by any trust anymore. It's owned, its absolute title rests with Frodham Town Council. Um, 
Zamal Pitts was also included in that transfer, but I've not seen the land registry document just to confirm that. So that, that was the basis for putting this proposal on the agenda that it came in initially from Councillor Dawson. Just want to reassure you that it, it, it's a legal requirement if any council ever wants to dispose of an asset, there has to be a public consultation on it, as there was with the Ship Street Play area. We publish a notice of intention to sell, and that then invites comments from the public. So that was just a little bit of background as to why um, it was on the agenda tonight. It was to start the ball rolling about the discussion um, to see whether the, there was any strong feelings in the community, and obviously that there are. Um, you know, I mean, we, we found with Hob Haywood that having set up the Hob Haywood Friends to manage and maintain Hob Haywood has proved an excellent solution to maintaining the woods. Um, I personally wouldn't have a problem with the same kind of thing for Manly Road Cops, um, so that all of it, you know, it then does have a, a properly main uh, action plan for maintenance and uh, funding through the council. So. That's it. There will be a paper from um, Councillor Poulton, subject to him uh, feeling well enough to do it at the, the full council meeting next month. So I don't know whether any count. Uh, let's see if we've got Bernie wanted to ask something. Yeah, I'd just like to make it clear that it, um, the proposal for the land sale by Councillor Dawson was actually to put a community hub on the site of Meadow Court. It wasn't Green Gate Park. Hmm. Well, yes, that, that was when he proposed the land swap. But what he was saying, whatever we did, the funding could could be achieved through selling off other assets. Uh, that's an, one alternative. I mean, the other alternative, obviously, is to um, get a, a loan from the Public Works Loan Board. But that's something that will happen much further down the line when a, a decision has been made on what happens with the Ship Street play area. So, but that's it. So there, there will be um, hopefully a paper for the next full council meeting next month. Phil. Could I propose that we actually um, move this piece of land into the trust in, or ask Hob Haywood um, whether they would like to take this piece of land over? And then we've got all our, um, if you like, assets of that kind in one basket and I'm I, sure yeah I, I don't have a problem with that that kind of proposal and you know that could be included on the agenda for next one but of course we, we'd have to talk to the uh, Hob Haywood group and that, see if they're willing to do that I, uh, the, alternative, like the alternative is for local residents on the Manly Road area to perhaps liaise with the Hob Haywoods group and see how they've done it and see if yeah. they want to mirror that. But that, that, because uh, the, the biggest issue really is the public liability. And Hob Haywood friends have had to take out public liability insurance to cover them for what they're doing. And, and similarly, yeah. that would have to happen with Manly Road Cops. But we're, we're going to be able to debate it much more next month. Uh, Ryan. Thank you. Um, yeah, two things. I think. Um, we were planning on meeting with friends of Hob Hay, weren't we, as part of our obligations to the 
Did we agree last month that we had to meet with them shortly? Oh, the tr for the trust? Yeah. 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 Something we can start sounding them out about then um, in terms of taking over the, uh, Manly Road Cops um, and something we can start looking at if there is interest there with them. Yeah, but, I think probably, yeah, okay. we could, we should, if Joe could organise a meeting with the, the relevant people in the Hob Haywood, Hob Haywood Friends. Um, bearing in mind, we have two separate trusts for Hob Haywood. Friends of Hob Haywood, which is a much older trust, and Hob Haywood Friends. <laughs> so um, the older one has got some money in the bank account that we, we need to sort out. Yeah. And then, uh, secondly, at the amenities committee, we talked about a. There was a proposal from the parents of the um, of Ewan um, for a bench in memorial of, of Ewan, and yeah. spoke in, um, about the importance of mental health and having somewhere for anybody within Frodham to go to speak to a friend or, or a loved one but also to reflect on someone they may have lost during COVID. Yeah, we've, is, actually, we've actually got that on the agenda further down, Ryan, under one yeah, but four. Is, is now Manly Road Cop somewhere that we can look at as part of this, this sort of agreement that we, we've got a, a place within there that we can we can look at exploring that? Totally agree, Ryan. Totally agree. Yeah. Idea, Ryan, and it would be very right. Well, we're, right, can, we, can we leave that until we get to agenda item 154, please? Okay. Okay. Um, where are we up to now? Um, yeah, I, I would just like to make a comment just that um, I'm uncomfortable with taking special places from other places to fund things yeah. in other areas. I think there are other ways that we can do it without having to yeah that's for full council next month lucy we've you know we've dealt with it now as far as we can it well everyone else has been allowed to make a comment so i think it's okay. fair that i should be allowed to make one as well without being told to be quiet halfway through my sentence um i think it's important that we we listen to people who say this means something to me and if it means something special to someone i don't really see any massive need to take it away because there are other ways that these things can be done and i would just like everyone to think about that please okay thank you sorry Ryan. um are we considering the sale of manly road cops and marshlands as one package or is this two separate proposals here because uh, the way it's worded, I'm not quite sure. So would we be voting on the sale of Manly Road Cops as one vote and Marshlands as another vote? Or how are we actually looking at this? Is it is it one package as two pieces of land? And Well, bearing in mind that you know, I'm talking on behalf of Councillor Poulton, um, you know, and I've only had a very brief conversation with him today and it stays very poorly. Um, I'm, I could ask him if you would like, the it is two separate proposals. It would have to be, if if there was any decision that we publish an intention to sell, it would be two separate matters okay. because it's two separate pieces of land. Okay. Um, moving on then to, where are we? The over 70s vouchers. Um, now, the, the details of the scheme talks about local independent businesses. But unfortunately, well, fortunately, for a number of years, 
the council has accepted that one of our public houses can use the scheme. And that seems a little bit unfair to the our other uh, public houses. So we have to make a decision now whether we withdraw it from the one pub that's been allowed to do it all these years, or whether we, especially this year when our hospitality businesses are struggling, whether we should allow other public houses in Frodham to join the scheme. Phil? I, I, I know what you're saying. Um, I think we should allow all of them to join it simply because they do make a contribution to the community. They employ people. Uh, I know Ryan has a vested interest, but during the, um, the, the lockdown, just after the lockdown, the, the Queen's actually made the effort and, and, um, and followed the 50%, you know, Rishi's 50% off deal. And it was amazing the number of actual, uh, pensioners you actually saw in there. And to say that they can't do it now because they're part of a big corporation, which they are, I think is unfair because they contributed a lot in terms of, you know, making people happy and giving them a good time. So to me, it's a no-brainer. Thanks, Phil. Bernie? Yes, I, th I think um, I totally agree that all the public houses should be in included in it, especially now that, as say, Medicourt's closed, there's no luncheon club. So the elderly, it would be nice, especially coming up to Christmas, that they could go in and anywhere and have a nice meal on us. Okay, Phil? Yes, I think uh, I agree with the previous two speakers. Uh, it would be wise and fair to make it in all pubs in Frodsham. Lucy, did you want to? Uh, yeah, in, in agreement pretty much with what everyone else is saying. It's fine to open it up, yes. Okay, then. So, well, can we have a proposer and a seconder to open it up I'll to other So, Phil, yeah. Seconder. And Bill, seconder. So that is that the, the over 70s voucher scheme, um, all the local pubs will be invited to join the scheme if they want to. Yeah. Okay, lovely. You okay with yes. that, Joe? Uh, just want to clarify that all local pubs, it doesn't include um, the wine bars and the other organisations within. Oh, well, I suppose, to, to be fair, we need to say hospitality venues in the town. So that would be Devonshire Bakery and every hospitality <laughs> business in Frodsham. Well, Devonshire Bakery have always been able to join the scheme because they're independent. Yeah, they're already in it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know whether they're on the team or not. Can I just, can I just clarify? Yeah. Move this on to not independent, so all hostelries, everybody who provides a meal. Is, is that what I'm doing? Yeah. Yes, I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, thanks, Joe. Right, on to 148 Remembrance Day update, please, Joe. Okay, well, I believe that the four ministers um, in Frodsham have really got together with this, and Andrew Emerson is producing an amazing um, video result. I believe Caroline, as representative of Mayor, will be laying a wreath and uh, that'll be video 
um, looking forward to seeing what the result is. We're involving um, Diane McNamara and um, other organisations in the area. So we're doing the best that we can with a virtual result. That's lovely. Thanks, Jo. What about people who want to go up to the War Memorial to lay a wreath on the 11th or whenever? Yeah. Were we going to agree a time slot for we've them? We've got that. Uh, yeah, we were going to agree a time slot. Um, could we just say that between 10 and 12 on the 11th, anybody who wishes to lay a wreath can do so? Yeah, that, that sounds sensible, provided they comply with the uh, social distancing, etc. Yeah. So will there be a notice going out soon? Will we normally publish a notice of the arrangements for the Overton Hill War Memorial? Yes, we have already put a notice on the uh, website. And right. Frank, can you just confirm whether you're liaising with the church to lay the wreath and that to be videoed? Sorry, was that for Caroline? It was. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I missed the question, Joe. I've got to not, I haven't got a very good signal. Okay. Say, are you still liaising with uh, Andrew Emerson with regard to laying the wreath to be videoed for part of the ceremony that will be? video streamed on the 11th of the 11th. Yeah, yes, it's being done. Thank okay. you. Thanks, Caroline. Uh, I think we've, we've also involved Alan Wells on behalf of the World War One group, who is going to read the, the roll call for the we have. Fallen. Yeah, we have. I, think, I think that's already been filmed. Lovely. Okay, thanks, Joe. Sorry, um, Judith, can I, can I just I think actually also Andrew is getting some of the school children to read some of the names. Oh, right. Good, good. Okay. Um, moving on then to Bonfire Night 149. Um, you, you, some of you may recall that last year we had um, a lot of uh, people or a big group of people letting off these enormous horrendous fireworks at the War Memorial and they left all the debris behind. Um, it was very upsetting last year, and I'm just wondering, we, we briefly talked about last year possibly putting some security guards up there for a few nights over the bonfire period, whether we should actually do that or not. Anybody got any views on it? Phil? What about the police? Is that not what they're, we're paying them for? Well... Yes, I mean, they have said that Frotchman Helsby Hill will be on their um, route around, you know, but they can't be there all the time. That, that was the problem, you see. It's having somebody there when people turn up with their big supplies of fireworks, have somebody there to turn them away. I don't have a problem if, you know, we've got a reasonable spend on it over what? How many nights we're looking at? The, the weekend of the... Uh, Actual bonfire night. I think it's think it's on a Thursday, isn't it? So probably Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Um, Have we had any idea of costs? That's. I was just going to ask if we had got any costings on this. Joe, did you do some costings? I did do some costings, and I'm waiting to hear some more results back. You're looking at fifty pounds an hour. 
plus vehicle, and that's one man, two man, £100 an hour plus vehicle. I don't think one man's going to be very successful if a gang of teenagers appear. Um, yeah, I, I think you're potentially think... putting people in, even though they're trained security staff, I think you're potentially putting people in quite a vulnerable situation. It's costly and it might not be that effective. Would the money better be spent making sure that we have a tidy up programme to make sure everything's looking ship shape before Remembrance Day? Phil? No, I think we want to nip this in the bud. We have money set aside in the events budget for bonfire night and other um, events. So could we not simply use some of that money um, for this purpose? Yeah, I, th I think last year it wasn't just setting the fireworks off. It was damaging the ground because they were gouging out tolls in the ground to set the rockets up. Agreed. But what I'm saying is we have money allocated mm -hmm. for bonfire night anyway. Let's use it for this purpose. Yeah. Any other sure. comments? Bernie? I think if we decide that we're going to have security there, then it needs to be properly, you know, what one security man's going to be no good. We no, need right. a, a full security firm there or, you know, whatever. Because I, I think one man or two men against a gang of teenagers with, teen, with the fireworks is just going to be quite ineffective. Phil? I think it's more of a deterrent. If they see somebody there, they're, they're, they're more likely to think, no, it's not worth it and go somewhere else. Just any, Anybody else got any comments on it? No? Okay, well... We need Does that to include the public as well? Or is, sorry, you've asked if anyone's got any comments. You're just talking to the councillors there. I'm sorry, Sarah, okay. yes. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine, that's fine. Okay. Okay. So Okay, can I just cut in here because I'm going to have to action a minute this. Um, so are you agreeing to have security there on the 4th, 5th and 6th and give me um, authority to appoint the security? I'd propose that. And I'll second it. So can we have a vote? Who's in favour of employing security guards for those three nights? Can you be a value? Can you tell um, me? Sorry, what to... We need to put a, a limit and a value on. What is my limit? Um, well, we, I think two security guards um, is probably what we, sh we should um, go for on the three nights. And I don't know what time slot do you think, maybe sort of from, what, 7 till 11? I think it needs to be a bit earlier. People sometimes try and get out. I, I, well, maybe six to eleven, yeah. Six. So six p.m. to eleven p.m. Four. How much does that come to, Joe? Well, I'm going to have to get a quote on that, obviously. But uh, six to eleven, six. Grand and a half. Five hours. So grand fifteen days. Three days. Grand an hour. Five hundred pound a day. Three days. Grand and a half. Hmm. A lot of money, isn't it? Well, it is, but then again, our war memorial is very important to a lot of people in the town, and you know, everybody was very upset last year at uh, you know, well, the, the debris and the damage. Well, as Lucy just said, it, it's actually, and this is probably the wrong thing to say, 
it might be a hell of a lot cheaper to just clean up after them. Okay. So, Bill? Uh, could we have a final figure on the security proposal there? That's two men for, did you say, five hours for three nights? Is that correct? Yeah, 1,500 quid. So you do the maths, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, we've got a proposal. Can we just vote on it? Those that want security there. Merry Christmas. What's that audio? Sorry, that's me. Oh, my word. <laughs> Are you sorted now, Joe? Sorted. Okay, so councillors in favour of security guards? No. Oh, Bill, do you I'm vote in for? favour of it. Okay, and I'm in favour of it. Um, those against? Okay, motion lost. Okay. Um, I think then, Joe, if you could possibly just ensure that our um, service level agreement people do a, are there for a thorough cleanup or on call to do a thorough cleanup if, if the uh, if there are fireworks up there could they Absolutely. be asked to go specifically each of the mornings after each of those nights to do a particular check and clear up and see what's needed uh, I'm not sure that we want to pay them to go and do that every day when we've got counselors who can just pop up there and check and report to Joe if it needs doing Ryan. This year, um, it would be important that if on the first night there are big gangs gathering, we contact the police straight away and say there are breaches of the rule of six. And then it is then down to the police to manage that because if, if there are people meeting a, 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 in groups of six or more, we've got a perfect excuse for them to be moved on by the police. So, yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Agreed. they're going to do their best. As it, um, PCSO has assured me that they will be on patrol on Rogermand Hill to be Hill, but I suppose they're, they're limited in how much time they can spend in each location. And they will uh, no doubt expect people to report to them. Okay. Um, right. Um, moving on to 150, our grant scheme. Um, Joe, do you want to talk on this? Uh, yes, yeah, just to say that we've had a positive result. Um, originally, we had just uh, three or four organisations looking to put in a grant, uh, um, a request for a grant. Uh, that is uh, topping up, and by the 1st of November, I imagine we will have many more, more applications. Okay. Um now, we normally just have a small working group to sift through the applications. Um, I've talked to, to Joe and Liz about this, and we think probably the um, easiest way of dealing with this is for them to be copied to all of the councillors, you, for you each to have a, you know, a, a template that you can fill in, your assessment, 
of each grant application so that we can come up with a shortlist which can then go to full council. So you, you'll be getting something from Joe and Liz in the next, uh, well, fairly soon after the, the deadline. Uh, bear in mind. Within two days of the deadline, Judith. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think our budget for grants is £10,000 to share out amongst all of them. Or that those yeah, are not selected. We increased it this year. Yeah. Okay. So, 151. Um, path to the Frodham War Memorial. We, we've uh, agreed that we will have a disabled path up to the War Memorial. Um, it's taken us a, a bit longer than uh, expected to get this off the ground. Well, in fact, we're not off the ground yet. Um, we're going into winter, so there's nothing really that we can do till next spring. So um, I'm proposing that we defer this uh, working group until after Christmas. Is everybody happy with that? Yeah. Um, we could get our plans ready and then they could be started in the spring if we kind of had the working group and decided what we wanted over the winter. Bernie? Yes, as I was just going to say that maybe we could, the people that were interested could maybe just have one or two meetings before the spring. So at least we've got some objectives. If you want to do it that way, I really can't fit in any more Zoom meetings at the moment. I'm up to my ears and past it with Zoom meetings. So if somebody wants to take over the working group, that, that's fine by me. I don't know who was actually proposed to go on it. Well, if I mean, if you want to take it on, Bernie, then you can just email them out again and, and ask who wants to, to join you and just get the meeting set up. Yes, I'm quite willing to do that. Okay, so you're going I'll to- you, Bernie. Sorry? I'll, I'll join her. Okay. Well, we, we'll leave it to you then, Bernie. You email out to councillors and uh, um, I'll leave it to you to organise the Zoom meetings and what have you. Okay. Do you want to be involved, Judith? No, I haven't got time to do any more Zoom meetings, so. Right. But quite well, a lot we'll of time. keep you in the link, in the loop about whatever we're talking about. Well, I mean, whatever you come up with, I'll have to go to full council anyway. Okay. So, Joe, you made a note of that. Then Bernie's going to take over that working group. I have. Thank you. Thanks. Um, right. Uh, one five two. Joe, you're going to give us an update on the town clock by the traffic lights. Okay. The town clock and the works that we agreed are going to commence on the fifth of November. The guys are going to come up there at five o'clock in the morning, so that we don't need a, a traffic closure and they'll take up their own um, uh, ladder and all the works will be completed, including, um, you will note that there is one face of the clock that isn't actually working as you're coming into Frodsham from, yeah. yeah. That will all be covered as part of those works. That's brilliant, thank you. <sighs> right, um, 153. Frodsham Community Association. Oh, uh, Caroline's trying to get into the meeting, oh. I think. Oh, we lost Caroline. Yeah. Oh. 
You back with us, Caroline? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I don't know when, when you, you dipped out then. Did you, um, Bernie's uh, agreed to take on responsibility for the um, disabled path at the War Memorial. She's taken responsibility for the working group and will run. Oh, right. Good. Okay. Yes. Um, so you, you should be getting a, an email from Bernie anytime soon. Um, right, Community Association. They're planning, they put a planning application in. Presumed to Cheshire Western Chester to erect a storage unit. That's just for us to note, and I'm sure our planning committee will give it due consideration when it finally comes through. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Um, right, 154, the memorial garden. Um, at the last meeting, we had a request for a memo another memorial bench up on the, the memorial field. But some time ago, um, as a council, probably before some of you joined, uh, we decided that we really couldn't fit any more memorial benches on the field. Before There are eight benches at the memorial field. Seven of them are memorial benches. There's just one um, fairly close to the gate, so unfortunately situated between the two dog waste bins so that one's not a memorial bench funnily enough um but we we are concerned that we we had a request for a memorial bench and we, we had to say no but we felt that we do need to think of having an area somewhere in the town um that can become a memorial um place for people the, the on the memorial field that is about honoring the war dead people who died in conflict we need somewhere for um the rest of the community where they can remember their lost loved ones um and i don't know i mean manly road cops was has been suggested earlier um it may be that we can do something i'm thinking perhaps more like we've got in tarvin road cemetery where we have the lovely sandstone walls where you can have plaques with names on to commemorate people. Um, maybe somewhere on, on at the top of church fields where you've still got a nice view over the town and you're not far from the church. Um, but I think we do need to develop something somewhere in the town so people can remember their, their loved ones. I I'm, don't know how anybody wants to take this one forward, whether it's going to be another working group or whatever, who wants to be involved, who would like to lead on it. I think it could be beautiful at Manly Road Cops. I mean, once all those trees have grown and, you know, perhaps the land's managed with some nice flowers and it's uh, yeah. kind of landscaped a little bit, still with a natural, very natural feel to it. It could be a lovely location, depending on what the people who live locally to that think. Yeah. I mean, I think the only problem we've got with Manly Road Cops is there's nowhere to park there. It's not a great road for parking on. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of people would feel like that. But I, I'm not asking anybody to decide anything tonight. I just want to find out if you're all in favour of it, um, you know, whether it's time to organise a working group. And remember, our working groups don't have to all be councillors. We could involve the community um, in, in that. Ryan, oh, sorry, Phil and then Ryan. Oh, I saw a proposal from Ryan a couple of weeks weeks ago 
where he, we were talking about the uh, you know mental health issues etc mm-hmm. and, and the need to, for some people to go and remember people and Ryan's proposed that we perhaps get the uh, Helsby school involved and make the you know the pupils think about these issues and maybe get them to suggest an idea you know Manly Road sounds good but like you say there's parking issues but yeah, yeah. I think maybe we should um, possibly start a working group but make sure we get the community involved but yeah. start the school yeah Ryan Ryan yeah, my proposal was not just a memorial garden for, for people that we've lost, but somewhere that people can go to talk. People, um, we've already spoken that mental health, particularly amongst young people and amongst young males, is on the increase every year. And we wanted somewhere where if somebody wanted to go and speak to a friend and they didn't know where to go, it was an open space where they could go and just chat. And I did suggest that it would be a very good idea to maybe involve Ewan's family and some of his friends who are of a high school age or a college age, maybe involves some A-level students as part of a, I don't know, that sort of A-levels in that sort of art and design kind of project or, or something that they could feel that they have a little bit of ownership of and they'd be proud of it and it would almost be a memory, not just to their friend, but to anybody else as well. Yeah. Okay, that all sounds great. I think, I mean, I think, you also do need to think about people who might want to remember their yeah. older relatives, not, not just as a young thing. But have we got councillors and volunteering to lead this working group and get it running? Mm. Phil? I'll, I'll do it. Thanks, Phil. Um, I can leave that, that with you then to email councillors. And, and I will need some help. Thank you. Okay, uh, over to you then, Phil, to, to get the ball rolling on that. And, I'll do what uh, I can. Thank as, you. as Ryan said, to involve the young man's family. Phil? Include me, Phil, will you? Okay, lovely. Thanks for that, everyone. Um, Joe, sorry. Can you let me have the details of the, the family, please? I will, I will. I'll also just need to check, Phil, before I do that, that they're happy to, for me to check. Pass of there. course, yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, thanks. Uh, it, it may well be, Phil, when you publicise this, presumably on um, Facebook or something, that there will be other families that are bereaved that want to join in with this. Okay, and the problem okay. with that. So, um, 155 then chairs report i have only got one item um which is to do with the allotments um i'm wondering caroline could you speak about this one um oh. I, I can't quite remember what it is we're supposed to be discussing on the allotments um, it was to do with the process of um, when there's an empty allotment and how long it stays uh-huh. empty for, um, that there perhaps should be incorporated into the process. I think Peter Vickery sent an email to the clerk for um, adding it to the process of when a, a, a plot becomes available, um, that it shouldn't be left 
forever. Um, they keep going back to the, the original plot holder to see if they are going to, you know, actually use oh, it. Right, yes. So it's, it's where they, they haven't um, formally given notice on the allotment. They've just yeah. abandoned it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's really something for, for, for Joe to take on board. Um, okay, I'm happy to answer that. I've already answered the um, Caroline's concerns as to how allotments are appropriated and how the waiting list operates. Um, in terms of empty allotments, we've had um, an issue recently where there has been an empty allotment and the gentleman who prior, pre previously had the allotment was unwell and his family were trying to support him. Um, so yes, it took a period of time, but I think you will all accept um, that that was the right thing to do from a town council point of view, to be oh, considerate as to the reason somebody has to relinquish an allotment and not keep going at them. Yeah, yeah. I, I assume that you know that our hands are tied pretty much if they're all if they continue to pay their rent on the allotment, um, and yeah, you you can't just do anything about ill health. It's it's not yeah. a deliberate abandoning of the allotment. So, yeah, I think we there has to be a little bit of uh, common sense about it. But I, it, it is frustrating. I do know from our. Um, annual allotment inspection sometimes allotments are just um not properly maintained i think sometimes people don't realize how much work is involved in maintaining an allotment so but i, I think i totally i totally agree about the sensitivity i think it's just that the allotment holders put so much work into their allotments mm. and if one is allowed to you know go on forever i mean there was, i think there were there was one up at london road a few years ago and then they've had one at um, up at um, I want to call it Churchfield, but I think it's called Kings um, Kingsway allotments. Yeah. Um, and again, it because they're all so very close together at Kingsway, um, it was one that had been left and hadn't, hadn't had anybody um, allocated to it. Yeah, and it was I, during I, the gr I, the growing yeah. season, and it's not fair because all the weeds go on to the other allotments, and it's, it's amazing how how many weeds you get from a, a, an allotment that isn't being looked after. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I, I think I've got nothing else to add to this. Um, yeah. Okay. Thanks, Joe. I, I think I, I mean perhaps um, it it really is down to the other allotment holders to be proactive to and make sure that uh, the town clerk is notified if if an allotment is beginning to look a bit neglected so that Joe can investigate. Mm. And, you know, if, if it is a long-term illness, then maybe we can liaise with other allotment holders to help out and keep the weeds down or whatever. Mm. Okay. So, well, that's it now. Meeting done. Our next meeting is on the 21st of December and uh, we have to remember that we've got to get our budget bits ready for that one. So I can quite happily close the meeting now at what, four minutes to eight, something like that.
Thank you very much, everyone.